Welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bibber. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Oh, man, I am. Uh, I haven't really stopped to breathe much since uh, the quote-unquote tampering window began. So I'm glad we have this podcast so we have an hour or so to just, like, fucking isolate our... I'm sure, of course, news, as is per tradition, some big news will break right when we're about to wrap it up but you know we'll deal with that when it comes i guess but yeah it's been a wild week huh yeah a lot of crazy movement trades right before free agency started and then all the uh various moves guys agreeing to deals uh especially you know uh everybody has their predictions about where guys are going to go before free agency starts then it's a whole nother ball game. I, I, I remember when I saw the uh, Sammy Watkins signing, for instance, I hadn't heard anything about him being associated with Kansas City. Yeah. And then you look up and uh, Patrick Mahomes got him a new, uh, new little toy to play with next <laughs> yeah, year. So, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of like that uh, for a few days, just, you know, every few minutes. Here, here comes another sign, and here comes another trade. Just all kind of crazy. Yeah. So, and now a lot of teams are going to look very different uh, heading into this season. Yeah, it was really. I mean, it all kind of started Friday, Friday afternoon. Of course, I remember Friday afternoon because my son, their school had started spring break that day, and so like it was this really nice day here. And like I'm like, well, it's three o'clock on a Friday before free agency. We're good. Let's. Let's cruise over and play some miniature golf. And uh, and it's just as sure as shit, like no sooner than you get out the door do the Browns start making all those trades. So let's start with the Browns trades. I thought that was a pretty interesting little group of moves they pulled last Friday and then into this week as well. But uh, you, they deal for Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback. A move I like. I like Taylor. We've talked about Taylor on this program before and how we think he's sort of criminally underused and underrated. But they got a starting quarterback, at least for, you know, a little while. I'm sure they probably still draft one. They get Jarvis Landry, who's, you know, if not a true number one receiver, he's a pretty good receiver who catches the ball really well. So you get that. And then uh, that then they trade Kaiser for Demarius Randall from Green Bay, which was a kind of a good, you know, two players that needed a change of scenery kind of thing. And then, uh, and then I think this week they've made some other moves, but the one that stood out from free agency that the Browns have made was they signed Carlos Hyde, who I think, who I, uh, to a deal I thought was a really good deal. I think he makes a nice addition to that offense. I think he does, too. My, my question was just, why wouldn't you just pay Isaiah Crowell, who yeah. you already know and is already a pretty good running back, uh, but for whatever reason, they didn't really like uh, Crowell too much. I, I don't know. I know at the end of the season there was something about uh, he didn't get the ball enough or he complained about not yeah. getting the ball enough. And then, of course, Hugh Jackson kind of took a shot back at him in the media. So, uh, But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, that Carlos Hyde is that much of an upgrade from Isaiah Crowell. But Isaiah Crowell got a much smaller contract. I think he signed with the Jets. Yeah. Um, then Carlos Hyde ends up getting. So, um, you know, I, I guess maybe there just was a conflict there uh, and they just weren't going to re-sign him. Yeah. But I, I don't really think you get that much better uh, with this move, you know, signing Carlos Hyde and letting 
uh, Isaiah Crowell won't. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I do like Carlos Hyde. He's a very good player. He's had some injury issues uh, that he's had to deal with. But when he's healthy, I mean, he's a pretty good player. I, I think I did a write-up on him uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. about him being a breakout-type player. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll see how it works out. But, you know, all of this stuff has a trickle-down yeah. effect. Because people were toying with uh, the idea that the Browns would take Saquon Barkley number one overall because there were several quarterbacks that are kind of like all together. um, And then just, you know, take a quarterback at four instead, whoever's left. Yeah. Um, But now you would think that they wouldn't uh, take a quarterback that high. Evidently, uh, the people running the show there now haven't historically taken running backs early in the first round anyway. Mm -hmm. But now it kind of nails the door on that. And they can go ahead and pick whichever quarterback they really like the most and then come back and it doesn't even have to be a running back at number four. It can be, you know, be the best available available player. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, you, you hate to hand out, you know, all-season championships, of course, because <laughs> it is rare that the team that wins the, wins the all-season actually plays well the next season. Yeah. And it is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's hard not to like the moves they made so far. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, like, I mean, I was really, like I say, like you say, I mean, it's, <laughs> I hate to get too excited in March about this stuff because I know how it all turned. I mean, I thought the Browns had a good offseason last year, so how'd that work out? <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I like the Taylor, like, I like Taylor. I mean, like, I am floored that Buffalo didn't want him, but whatever, they, they didn't, and he got a starting job somewhere else. Now, you know, Cleveland could, if any team could still screw that up, I think it's Cleveland. But, you know, at the very least, there's a guy who looks like he's got a solid two-year deal for the Browns to kind of come in there and, and, and can, you know, looks like, it seems like on the surface at any rate that they want to run that kind of offense that Taylor thrives in, you know, that sort of option-based stuff that the Bills for some reason didn't want to do. But uh, and, and Taylor doesn't turn over the ball a lot. And that's the thing, like, uh, sometimes it's hard to appreciate what you have because you don't understand, the, you know, what the other options are. Yeah. And I think that that uh, played a big role in, in some of the Bills fans and they're not really buying into Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Because if you watched the Browns last year, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser was the polar opposite of Tyrod Taylor. Now, he looked good between the 20s. I mean, he makes some fantastic throws. Yeah. I promise you. Deshaun Kaiser at times last year looked like a real deal. But then you'll get into the red zone, and for no fucking reason at all, he'll just throw it to the other team. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm surprised Hugh Jackson didn't choke the life out of this kid at least <laughs> once last year on the sideline. Because I'm not bullshitting you. This, they would... Marched the ball all the way down there. They had two real good running backs. I mean, uh, uh, Crowell and, yeah. and, and Duke Johnson would get it going. They'd get them all the way down there. And sometimes it wouldn't even be a fucking play that Hugh called. Like, he would check out of a run that was probably going to score and call some shit. But, you know, who knows if he even called the play right, the audible right, and then just throw it to the other fucking team. Yeah. Like, it was, I'm the furthest thing from a Browns fan. Have no... <laughs> 
fucking ties to this team. But I'll be watching the film last year, like, and just stand up and want to throw. If I had a hat on, I would throw it on the ground. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and see, all those Bill fans, uh, Tyrod Taylor needs to be more aggressive. He needs. See, you need to watch some Cleveland Browns film. I promise you. It'll show you what they Let's get aggressive shit. We'll get you. Yeah. Especially in the wrong situations. Now, they've hired Todd Haley, so you know it'll be interesting to see how much of the offense is Haley's and how much of it is Jackson's because they don't run the exact same kind of offense. Yeah. Haley likes to push the ball down the field a little bit more, but that's Ty- Tyrod Taylor's thing anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he's great at throwing deep balls. They are beautiful. And, and, and he's going to have some weapons <laughs> with uh, if Josh Gordon can can stay, you know, out of trouble. Uh, that kid is ridiculous. He, he's going to go out there and tear it up. Corey Coleman, you know, is a guy who's, who's looking to bounce back. They have some young talent around him. Uh, you know, people don't even really know about uh, the rookie tight end they had last year. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Injoku. But that kid, uh, Njoku. That kid had so much fucking talent and so much potential, but yeah. he didn't have a quarterback that was throwing the football on a regular basis. And so, like, just when you mesh the ways that – I know Hugh isn't going to let Haley completely take over his offense. He can't because he's an offensive guy. Yeah. They, they can't do that. They, they don't know how, right? It'll sound good in front of the cameras, but at the end of the day, it'll be Hugh – that, that you know makes a lot of the big calls in the game, and and he, he is what we've seen from him. If 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 Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback for the Browns last year, I promise you they'd have won at least five games because they had games like that where they were close, and Deshaun Kaiser would literally just throw them out the fucking game for no reason. Look, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have interceptions, right? You're gonna throw sometimes it's tough, you know, you got to make some tough throws and sometimes it'd be tipped or you just a little bit off. No, I'm talking about you're about to fucking score. <laughs> or it's right at, right before halftime, you just need to get punched in there and this kid would just do some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And Tyrod Taylor's not going to do that. Now, how long will he be able to start? Obviously it's going to be uh, uh, to closely tied to how successful they are, how many wins they have around the middle of the season. Yeah. Because they're going to take a quarterback high. That's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. And I'm sure Tyrod Taylor, when they traded for him, knew uh, right off the bat that, hey, you know, this is a caretaker position for me. I'm just taking care of this position until the first round pick is ready. But if he's playing well and they are having success, he could definitely start this whole season. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because that defense is better than most people who don't really watch the Browns at all. No. And then they traded for some more talent on defense. Mm. They have a lot of talent. Man, I used to say this all the time last year. Man, they had a lot of talent last year as far as skill positions around Kaiser. Yeah. And when he wasn't having brain farts, man, the kid would make some really nice throws. Yeah. But that would be the difference right there. In those big moments, Tyrod Taylor's not going to make those mistakes. Now, it's, what, March? So yeah. <laughs> take that with a grain of salt, right? A whole lot of shit could go wrong between now and then because we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> However, for right now, I mean, you couldn't get much of a better fit for the kind of offense that Hugh Jack- Jackson likes uh-uh. th- this year, at least, than Tyrod Taylor because, it, you know, most of these guys who are getting signed right now are 
pocket quarterbacks. Yeah. There wasn't a whole bunch of guys in this, you know, free agency period or whoever was getting traded crop of quarterbacks this year that were very mobile. Yeah. So, I mean, to get a guy that kind of fits exactly what you want to do on offense, man, that, that was a huge deal for them. And, again, it's, it's kind of like that Carlos Hyde signing, too. Now you don't have to really reach. They got the number one pick overall. If they mm-hmm. did like somebody better than a quarterback, they could trade back. They could do whatever they want to. So they're in the driver's seat right now. They can do whatever they want to. They don't really have a pressing need anywhere where they have to take a reach. Yeah. They can, they're can. they in the driver's seat. So, I mean, my head's off to their front office because, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Like when the first kind of wave of, of transactions started coming in, I was like, Oh, okay. That, that you know, Tyrod Taylor company. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. They trade for the corner. Oh man, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you kind of like, God damn, the Browns are killing it right now. <laughs> but you don't feel good about saying that because it's the Browns, right? So yeah, it's like you don't want to jump out there and tweet, man. The Browns are doing great because you know, you know, old takes exposed gonna have your ass on the something <laughs> screen next next year, next spring. Where you're just trying to live your life and move on. Like, oh, wait a minute now. We remember what you said last spring. So, uh, I mean, because it's the Browns, it, you have to kind of, you know, you, you don't you just dip your toe in that pool. You can't just jump right in, right? Yeah. But I mean, you'll be hard pressed to find a move that, at least on paper, or at least you know, superficially, wasn't a good move for them. Yeah. No, and I think, like, their defensive side, obviously they, you know, they got Randall in that trade from the Packers. And then, I mean, their their biggest weak spot on defense last year was their pass defense. Well, they go out and they sign T.J. Carey, you know, starting another, their other, to be their other starting cornerback. I mean, that's not a, you know, Terrence Mitchell's not a great cornerback, but, you know, he's definitely serviceable for a rotational guy, maybe slot guy, and then they have some, you know, room to, to experiment a little bit with those that position when the draft rolls around. And now they have another pretty big need in Cleveland because Joe Thomas is hanging it up. Right. Now, uh, you know, th- that's a huge difference. I think they already signed the offensive lineman, actually, but I'm not yeah. sure if that's who they're expecting to take over for him. I think it was, but Joe Thomas, huh? maybe, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, Hubbard. Chris Hubbard, who was... It was a backup in Pittsburgh, so he knows Haley, obviously, but then kind of got played really well when he got put into a starting role uh, at left tackle for the Steelers. And regardless, whoever they put in that position to to fill in for Joe Thomas, we know they're not going to be Joe Thomas, no. right? I mean, that, that guy was phenomenal from day one. Never missed a snap, I think, until last year mm-hmm. uh, in his whole career. Played at a very high level, even on teams that suck. You know, he, he he's playing all 16 games, even when he knows they have nothing to play for. Yeah. Uh, so replacing him is probably going to be a couple-year deal. They probably won't find uh, 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 anything close to Joe Thomas no. uh, in free agency or in the draft this year. Uh, but – they have kind of built around that offensive line a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's weird. Somebody was pointing out before their approach before uh, they wouldn't pay some of their own offensive linemen. And those guys went on to play well at other places. Yeah. Uh, now it seems like they're starting to, you know, kind of sign them and invest in offensive linemen more money than they were willing to pay their own guys before. Yeah. So again, it, it definitely appears that their approach has changed for the better, 
And we'll see if, if they can finally, you know, get that thing turned around because, uh, you know, we, we have been here before. We thought, like you said, we thought last year they were making some good moves and yeah. they don't win a fucking game. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that means nobody's listening to us anyway. I don't know. Well, certainly the Browns aren't. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh man, let's see. I just I'm trying to think. There's so much shit that happened. Obviously, the quarterbacks are a big story. I mean, the Vikings get Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think I'm not like I know that he was kind of the big story in free agency just because he's a quarterback and and uh, you know obviously it's it's a I mean it's certainly not a bad move for the Vikings and and I you know I think his a uh, fully guaranteed three year contract was maybe the most interesting storyline about that whole thing, but he's going to a team that's, you know, literally probably was out of any team in the NFL. You could say they're about as close as it gets to being quote unquote, just a quarterback away in Minnesota. So not a bad move. I mean, well, it, it, it remains to be seen. We don't think this is a bad move, right. uh, but, but what's bad is always a sliding scale, right? Yeah. So, uh, because, when you get an amount of money that he's going to get, and now it's supposedly all fully guaranteed, which is supposedly a game changer, and I explain why it's not in a little while. Yeah. But when when you those expectations go up with your compensation. Yeah. So I mean, if he goes there and he plays like he did for Washington, but they don't win a championship, is that bad? You know, yeah. if he makes the Pro Bowl, but they don't win a Super Bowl, how you know, do you judge that as a good signing or a bad signing? Because the whole reason why they're throwing all this money at him is because, like you said, they think they're just a quarterback away. Yeah. And if you're just a quarterback away and you sign all this money to this guy, then that's supposed to equal a championship. Yeah. So that, that's the thing about it. And I don't know that they'll win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. To me... Uh, maybe it's just me, but when when I heard he was going to the Vikings, I thought, yeah, that, that that's good for them, and yeah, that'll make them a contender. But I wasn't just like, okay, book it. You you can guarantee yeah. Vikings Super Bowl next year, baby. He doesn't inspire that kind of confidence in me, and it's not like he's going to be throwing to Randy Moss either. He has some good weapons, no doubt about it. Thielen. And those guys, yeah. they have a good bunch of receivers. Uh, one of the running backs left, but he was filling in for the rookie from last year, uh, the kid out of Florida State, who was, you know, had a terrific start to his season and then got hurt. So there, there are weapons there and everything. The offensive line played tremendously last year, way better than they had been playing the previous years. But at the same time, no teams are the same from year to year. No. Things always change. And sometimes it's almost inexplicable uh, uh, a team going from bad to good or good to bad. Some teams just take a step back for no obvious reason. So, you know, if, if this is Tom Brady or somebody, or like Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning signed with the Broncos, everybody assumed they were going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Because they had the outstanding defense. They, they had good enough weapons. But – we thought Peyton would make the offense good enough to get to the Super Bowl, and he did. They didn't win the first time, but he did. I don't see that same kind of confidence signing 
uh, 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 Kirk Cousins, no. right? I, I, if you a Vikings fan, look. If you you uh, all about uh, Minnesota and everything, sure. I expect those people to think, yeah, Super Bowl this year. But if you're not a Vikings fan, I, I just don't see many people running around like, yeah, man, book it. I'm going to bet on this right now. Vikings all the way, baby. Yeah, I just don't get that kind of vibe from them yeah. with the Kirk Cousins signing. And now here's the thing, though. That's why I talked about whether it's a game changer or not. We kind of need, if we want more guys to be able to get fully guaranteed contracts like her cousins, yeah. we kind of need for him to win the Super Bowl. Because if he doesn't, then you know every team is going to say, see, see, that's why they don't give him a guaranteed contract. He still yeah. didn't get a Super Bowl. That's why you don't give him all that money because you still didn't get a Super Bowl. And that's really why running backs have lost all of their uh, 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 momentum as far as salary goes. Yeah, that, as I saw some other day, uh, like the highest paid running backs are pretty much the same as at the same level of compensations as the highest paid running backs were like ten years ago. Right? There's no been there's not been a huge jump in salary for them because nobody has really gotten out there and been so good that teams threw gobs of money at them anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, but that's because everybody now is devaluing running backs. Yeah. Oh, you don't need a top running back to get to the the the, the uh, Super Bowl to win a championship. Why many championship teams had a guy that led the league in rushing? Yeah. And that's fine. But when it comes to quarterbacks, you know, they're gonna say, "See, this is what they're gonna start saying. See, this is why you don't have to pay all this money to these quarterbacks because you know, okay, Nick Foles." Literally won the Super Bowl yeah. last year. And now you got Kirk Cousins. You gave him this guaranteed contract. You gave him all this money, and you didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you almost wish it was a different guy in that position, right? You yeah. almost wish it was Tom Brady who some kind of way bet on himself and got a guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract because you expect that guy to win another Super Bowl or at least have a chance to. Mm-hmm. I don't know that about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And so yeah. we might be betting on the wrong horse here. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, all, uh, well, not every owner, but a whole bunch of young that's why you don't give them that kind of contract. <laughs> you know, we don't want to guarantee contracts. This is exactly why you don't give a guy that kind of money and, and guarantee it because it still doesn't get you a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm a low key be cheering for Kirk Cousins to win. I just don't know that he's going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing too. It's like it's not like the Vikings were bad with Case Keenum last year. I mean, I'm not you know. Uh, like... and, and and exactly that's what I'm gonna say. You paid all this more money and you still didn't get to the Super Bowl. You had Case Keenum and, and he got you to the Super Bowl. Look at you now, right now. I think Case Keenum is about to sign for like 18 a year, which is good for him. Yeah, but this is gonna still be dwarfed by Kirk Cousins' money, obviously. Yeah, yeah. but if, if you can, you know. Make this uh, uh, argument that yeah you don't have to pay them top dollar uh, uh, you, you can just pay them well but not top top money and then you still win a championship then quarterback salaries are gonna start not jumping up like that too yeah you know and that's the thing about it, that that is that is kind of the danger of Kirk Cousins yeah right he got all that money on the franchise tag already 
They ain't came close to winning the Super Bowl in Washington. Now he's going to go to another team and get all this money. And they might not win the Super Bowl either. And now he's going to be the red flag. See? See? It's why you don't pay nobody. So you got to be you got to be careful <laughs> about Beck and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That might be the wrong horse to back. <laughs> it's just that these other guys, you know, the other top quarterbacks, they never make it to free agency like he did. Nobody yeah. ever really bets on themselves in that way and just takes the tag. And then when the tag gets too, uh, too cumbersome for the team, goes and gets paid somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it, I wish somebody other than Kirk Cousins would have. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Because I just don't know. I just, look, he's a good quarterback. But I just don't know if he's that guy. Yeah, I don't know if he's the guy to take them to the promised land, and they're gonna hold it against him if he's not. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because now you may have a situation. Well, so now does Aaron Rodgers restructure his quarter or contract, and you know guys like that. Matt Ryan, I think, is the other one. But you know, it's a, and it's kind of funny too. It's like they paid a lot of money for the third, second, or third best quarterback in that division. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> look, and you know, look, but th- but that's the thing. Do we really expect Aaron Rodgers to a- ask for top dollar? Yeah. Because those kind of guys, you know, the team first guys, everybody's going to kind of have that pressure on him. Yeah. Oh, he's got to have a deal that, that, that makes it so that this small team yeah. in Green Bay can still sign other players <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> Like everybody don't have the same damn salary cap. Yeah, exactly. But you know, this it's small town, Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, team, you know, uh, fan owned and all that shit. So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see just how how much of a hard line he takes. Yeah, because that, because that can really turn him into a heel fast mm-hmm. if he tries to put Green Bay over barrel. Yeah. Right now, everybody's saying, oh, he deserves to give him the money. Look at what Kirk Cousins getting. getting. Yeah. But if he says, like, well, I'm going to have to hold out because they're not giving me top dollar, hmm, I wonder if that sentiment is going to change about him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'll, yeah, it's going to be something to watch, man, because, it, I mean, like, you know, I think it's he's got a pretty good case to be the best quarterback. And you look at Green Bay's records over the years, and it's easy to kind of gloss over it because they win games, and, you know, you can always – Aaron Rodgers could bail your ass out no matter how, you know, you look at how bad their defense was from year to year or just some of the, like, the what-the-fuck kind of decisions that you'd see them making on the field. And and, uh, and then you have Aaron Rodgers that can always, oh, well, we'll get a Hail Mary at the last second for Aaron Rodgers to win this one, and we'll, be, we'll still finish the season with 11 wins. <laughs> so... I mean, it's something else, man. I tell you what, but it's funny though that Green Bay kind of got a new general manager. They're signing free agents this year too. It's not, you know, you're not used to seeing. <coughs> excuse me, the Packers in the old Ted Thompson days, you know, going out and getting two of the bigger names in free agency on the first couple days of it, and then this year they go out and they get Jimmy Graham, tight end from Seattle, and Muhammad Wilkerson. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good defensive line guy to get for the Packers. They haven't, they haven't had a lot of umph on their defense, so to speak, in a while. Right, and, and uh, yeah, obviously Mo played in three four, so he'll fit right in yeah. there as well. Uh, and, and he does. The thing that Mo Wilkerson gives you 
is a guy that can rush the passer even when he isn't in what would normally be uh, a lineman conducive to rushing the passer. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to be on the edge to still find a way to get pressure. Yeah. Now, the last couple of up in New York, <clears throat> it seemed like he fell off. Maybe the intensity of his play fell off a little bit. But the guy can play. He has real good technique. Yeah. And I, tell, I say this all the time. Look, the, the guys that rely more so on their athletic ability, sooner or later, they're going to get a little bit slower. Yeah. And if they haven't developed better technique, they won't be able to, to make the same plays that they made before. Yeah. But guys like Mo Wilkerson that really know how to use their hands to get off blocks and stuff like that, that guy's always going to be able to make plays. It's just a matter of how motivated is he and that'll correlate with how many plays he makes. When he's really going and rolling, I mean, he's hard to block, man. Damn near impossible. Yeah. So you put him in a scheme, a 3-4 scheme like that, where he can play inside and outside from play to play, he has the opportunity to, to make a huge difference with Green Bay. Uh, and, and he's getting back with uh, uh, Petin or Petin. I can't remember yeah. how you pronounce his name, uh, who used to coach him up there with New York. So if there's somebody that can get that out of him, it's probably his new defense coordinator, mm -hmm. new old defense coordinator. So uh, uh, we'll see how he integrates into that system. But again, he his play had kind of fallen off the last couple of years mm -hmm. with the Jets. Now, they lost a lot the last few years, too. And, you know, he was dealing with Rex, Rex Ryan, yeah. which I'm sure – couldn't have been easy. And then there was a point where they wouldn't sign him to a contract that was commiserate with his play at the time. Yeah. And I think he felt some kind of way about that. So maybe a change of scenery uh, will, will just kind of help him get in, energized and, and recharge his career. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you have to throw that out there because there's a chance that we won't see the old Mo Wilkerson again. Uh, he, he might be gone forever, but if he, if he can make a reemergence in Green Bay, that'll be huge for their defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, funny too. Speaking of other past, I, I, the to see Julius Peppers come back at age thirty-eight after an eleven-sack season at age thirty-seven for the Panthers, which certainly isn't a bad isn't a bad uh, isn't a bad number to put up at age 37 but it was kind of funny to see not funny but it was awesome to see Julius Peppers coming back for his age 38 season with the Panthers and Julius is another guy with great technique yep. he just has a yep. whole bunch of pass rush moves and he can use any of them to whoop your ass now <laughs> he has the added bonus of being you know just ridiculously size for a pass rusher. I mean, <laughs> again, he's one of those creative player guys when you're fooling around on Madden <laughs> and you try to make somebody just, just way more dominant than everybody else, that's Julius Peppers. Even at his age, he's still quick enough off the ball, fast enough around the corner to get there, but it's his technique that allows him to continue to get pressure on the quarterback, man. You, you see him make some fantastic one-arm moves and and dip and rip and stuff like that. Yeah. And again, young pass rushers, I wish, would pay attention to that so much more, more because so many of them just rely on their speed and their quickness without worrying about how to use their hands. Julius Peppers can play probably until his 40s if he wants to and still make plays precisely because 
Yeah, he's a physical freak, but the guy has great technique. He knows how to use his hands. He has really good footwork, and he knows the little. He does all of the little things to help him get there. Whenever they need a big play, I mean, last year, like he wouldn't even play all the time. He wasn't, you know, necessarily a starter starter where you're gonna see him in there uh, uh, for you know 60, 70 percent of the right. snaps. But when he was in there, though, <laughs> yeah. when he was in there. You better make sure you you know he's in there because he he would just like he looked just like those young guys coming around the corner. You wouldn't even know he was in his thirties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking six. He's officially listed, Enzo. Who knows how that works? But officially listed at six seven two ninety five. Damn, that is that is just that that is about as creative player as you can get. <laughs> right, and but he probably ain't got about. Two percent body fat. That's yeah. the thing about it. Yeah. He's a dude that's probably close to three hundred pounds at this point in his career, but he looked like he yeah. like two fifty. Yeah. You know, just walking around, it's just, just looking like a dummy. So, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that is a huge difference. Yeah. So many guys. I bet you there's guys that it, maybe not his size, but he he. I don't think he's running the same kind of forty that he was running when he came out, right? Right. He's probably running closer to a four nine than he is a four or five these days, but he just he knows how to turn the corner. He knows how to rush the passer yeah. because he relies very heavily on his technique. And and and, and he was a guy that came out raw. If you yeah. remember, he was a basketball guy, yeah. so he worked on that. He got himself better at that after he got to the league. And man, he he's he's one of those guys that's fun to watch pass rush. Just because, yeah. just because you, you, you see him use his hands, you see him actually use moves, you see him beat guys clean, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's not, nobody's hanging on to him when he's sacking the quarterback. He's not ready to beat you at the line of scrimmage, and now he's just running through the quarterback. So, uh, and like you said, I mean, he's just, he's just ungodly <laughs> size. I mean, he's 6'7"? Yeah. There ain't many guys that play in the league at 6'7". Offensive linemen... Maybe a few defensive linemen. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't many dudes playing the 6'7". This dude's 6'7", but can get low and, and turn the corner. I mean, he, 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 he's a bad dude, man. Oh, it's, it's just incredible. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a thing to watch. I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad he's coming back for the year. I mean, I hope he, uh, I hope, you know, shit, he might have put up another 10 sacks without batting an eye. You never know. <laughs> He easily could. The only thing it'll come down to is, you know, if he can stay healthy. Obviously, when you get older, yeah. the big thing is not getting those nick, those little nicks and stuff before yeah. take a lot longer to heal. Yeah. But when he's healthy, yeah. ten sacks ain't shit for him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. This isn't like I mean, a lot of I mean, there. It's not. There's not a lot of like top tier defensive lineman up for free agency this year and of course the ones that were got you know you De, demarcus lawrence gets tagged Ansaw gets tagged i mean you know those aren't the kind of guys you let get away but i was surprised to see and obviously he's not a defensive lineman but i was surprised to see the cardinals and tyron matthew you know letting him kicking him to the curb pretty much and that was like a quick deal they turned yeah. on him real fast yeah because uh, uh, who was the head coach? Um, I can't remember his no. name right now. 
Yeah, the one that just retired. Yeah. Bruce Arians loved him. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Like they they were like super tight. And I can't remember any any reports out of Arizona about complaints about his play. No. But I guess they asked him to take a pay cut or something. Yeah. And and I think they asked him on the same day that they signed uh, uh, Sam (laughs) Sam Bradford to $20 million, one year, $20 million deal. A guy who couldn't even play last year, not because of an injury injury, but because of an old injury that gave had him in so much pain that he just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't, how does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. And I can't recall him playing poorly last year. I would have to go back and, and look for sure, but I don't remember him playing particularly poorly last year. And so now... I really think if Arians was, was still there, they would have found a way to work it out. Yeah. I mean, they th- that guy loved him some honey badger. Yeah. And just, you know, felt like they had a lot in common. The backgrounds were similar. What have you. I guess Bruce Arians had made some mistakes uh, before in his life. And so he saw yeah. some of himself in Tyron. And, and, you know, but that's the kind of thing that coaching, coaching changes can be such a huge deal. Yeah. Right. Above and beyond the X's and O's and the scheming and stuff, that that personal relationship now, you know, he probably doesn't. Matthew probably doesn't have that with the new head coach. No. So and and Brenton Buckner was, you know, the defensive line coach there, mm-hmm. and all those guys loved him. He's out the door now. He's with Tampa Bay. Yeah. And so again, those kind of things matter. Uh. Uh. I just really don't believe if Arians was still coaching, they would they would have gotten rid of uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, and, and it certainly appears that plenty of teams still think he can play pretty well. Yeah, because it, it sure looks like he's gotten a lot of of, of of teams trying to court him. So I mean, it's a really weird um, situation. Like for, for the team, for, for it to come to this so fast, like I. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm out of the loop, but I just don't recall anything that would have prepared me for them getting rid of him or or releasing him this week. Like that was totally out of left field for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, that that was a weird moment. I mean, you know, now the last I saw, the Texans were interested in him. I mean, that'd be shit, man. Talk about a deadly addition to that defense. I mean. Right, and, and and if there's one area on their defense they can improve, it's yeah. definitely the secondary. So yeah, that would yeah. that would make a huge difference for them. And just the attitude he brings when he plays, you know, he plays with such reckless abandon that that yeah. kind of stuff rubs off on your teammates. You see a little guy out there knocking people out and running, hitting all over the place. That kind of makes you want to do it too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, get after I, the yeah, ball think, too, you know. Yeah, I think he brings a lot to any team that he was signed with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other, I wasn't surprised that he was cut because it's kind of been coming for a while. I mean, it's it's not something you exactly wasn't there to, the signs weren't there even back during the season. But uh, I think he's going to be a hell of a free agent pickup for somebody as in Dami Consell. Yeah. I, I mean, I know he's up there a little bit. He's not, you know, and his play in Miami wasn't as good last year as it has been in the past, but. I don't know. I've, I've been seeing all kind of uh, different takes on his play 
thrown around on Twitter. Yeah. And to each his own. I thought it still played pretty well. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, but but I said this when they signed Sue to that contract. Yeah. When they signed him, I said, listen, here here's the here's the problem. When you sign for this amount of money, which was quarterback money back then, yeah. now it's become <laughs> you know average quarterback money basically. But when you sign for that amount of money, people want to see stats or wins, but usually stats. Yeah. And you go back and look at Sue's uh, stats from when he was in Detroit. I think he might have only gotten to double-digit sacks once. Right. I'm not sure. Huh? Right. No, you're right. Yeah, I think it's either one time or no time. Because he was never a big sack guy. Like, he he, he, he wasn't a guy that's going to get you 15 sacks. That doesn't mean he wasn't going to get you a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. It's just his style of pass rushing uses more like he's pushing the guard into the quarterback and forcing him to run into somebody else's arms. Mm-hmm. Right? He creates the sack, but somebody else usually gets it. And, and that's, that's who he is. He's a big, strong guy. Uh, he, he's athletic, true enough. But he doesn't necessarily like using his athleticism on the field. He would much rather run over you yeah. and embarrass you and, and all your people that's watching. Yeah. Right? He's a big, strong dude, can play against the run as well. Um, and, and they moved him all over the place a little bit too. But, <clears throat> you know, I thought he played reasonably well last year. Uh, I don't know. People saying he took plays off. Sure. If you say so. I mean, I, I didn't see a whole <laughs> lot of that. Which, you know, maybe you could say, and everybody has a different uh, definition of everything. You say you take a playoff, what does that really mean? Are you saying that, you know, he didn't run to the football after it was thrown or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or are you saying he took the complete playoff, came off, didn't really do anything at all? Because, yeah, he might have had some plays where he didn't run to the football after it was thrown or something like that down the field. Mm-hmm. And those are lows, and those do count. But you want to talk about... I ain't never see him line up and come off slow, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I never see him taking it easy on them first two steps on the offensive lineman. You yeah. gonna get at least two, three, maybe even four steps of hell before I ever saw him shut it down. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand all that. Here's the thing, though. Again, are you willing to pay top dollar for a guy who's probably going to get you eight sacks a year? Yeah. Which ain't bad. Quite honestly, uh, uh, you know, Gerald McCoy down here in Tampa is a fantastic defensive tackle. He's never had 10 sacks in a year. Yeah. Never. He should have had it one year, but they they cheated him <laughs> literally <laughs> last game of the year. But, no, other than he's – he's everybody knows this guy got you know quick first step, great pass rusher, never has had 10 sacks in a year. So, Sue has company in that, mm-hmm. right? But he's still a very good player. He's still going to cave in the interior of the offensive line. He still can make plays against the run. So there's somebody out there that would need him. Most teams would be better off with him on their roster. Yeah. It's just that he still wants to get paid top dollar, yeah. evidently. Those are the reports. Who knows what he's actually yeah. asking for. But evidently, he he's looking for... He ain't looking for the right fit. He's looking for the right dollar sign. <laughs> and I ain't mad at him. Get no paid, way. young man. Hell yeah. Get every dollar they'll give you. Because you know what? If you're the Indomitian Sue, you got to have the confidence that 
It don't matter what team I go on. One, I'm a ball wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Two, hopefully I'll be able to help him win wherever I go. Yeah. By ball. But there's not a scheme that he can't play. No. There's, there's not a team that he couldn't make better, at least on the field. But then there's also now question marks about leadership and stuff like that. And you go back and you think about the, the speech he supposedly gave that one year where he called out people by name and said, well, I know I'm going to be here because of my contract for the next three years, yeah. but you ain't going to be here. You're not going to be here. You might be here. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, you know, Who knows if that speech actually happened? I kind of hope it did because that would have been epic as hell. <laughs> Yes. Just like I, I don't know how you sit through that meeting after you do like, I, but I would have loved to have seen it, just because it's the most arrogant shit I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> and not necessarily wrong. No, but, not at all. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't know about his leadership. I, I haven't seen people say either way who were willing to put their name on it. Yeah. Now all these anonymous sources yeah. throwing them under the bus. And we know, look, they got rid of the running back. He goes up with Philly, and they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But supposedly, he, you know, they even had to get rid of him for a quote-unquote culture change. Miami's a fucking mess. It's always right? a mess, too. Like this Always is the a mess. shit they do every fucking offseason. And it doesn't matter who the coach and GM are. It's like Shula cursed them. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. I, but they can't never get their shit together. No. Right? It's just like Last they, year. They, like, they don't want good play. No, hey. Listen, we don't want these good players. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, just think about all of last year. You go in the year thinking Tannehill, who I still <laughs> do not trust. No. Okay, now he's a franchise guy. Okay. Then he gets hurt. Who do you say? <laughs> <laughs> a dude who's getting ready to start you know, his career as, <laughs> as a television commentator. Guy tells you in the press conference, he ain't been off the couch. In all these months. <laughs> but you go all in with him, <laughs> Jacob. And then, then you just start haphazardly getting rid of guys. Yeah. When, when, a, culture you know, change, a culture change from a team that brought in Jay fucking Cutler. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, it, it's it's at the point <laughs> of being really crazy. Like, And now they're talking about maybe drafting the quarterback in the first round and moving on from Tannehill. Yeah. So it, they can't get their shit together no. in South Florida. I don't know what the problem is, but in this particular case, I'm not sure that the problem was was is with Indomicon Sue rather than no, the actual exactly. organization that wanted to get rid of him. Oh, kind of yeah. seems like maybe it's the organization more than him. Yeah. No. I'm not, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 to see the teams that are supposedly interested in in so too. It, New Orleans, Seattle, Dallas, New England. I mean, you know, he could be that'd be a hell of an addition for any of those. I mean, Listen, any team. All of them. All of them are interested. Yeah. All of them. You name any team and ask them if they could have if they if they could have <laughs> Indomitian suit on their team, would they? Every last one of them would say yes, except for the Dolphins, evidently. Even the oh, Detroit yeah. where he was at before, they supposedly want him yeah. back now. So it's just a matter of who's going to pay him what he wants. All right, that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah. So, you know, people want him at different levels of compensation, but every team wants him except yeah. the Dolphins. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he say what you want to about him, man. The dude can play. 
And I mean, <clears throat> he makes some spectacular plays sometimes. It just leaves my jaw yeah. dropping. Because it's not it's not like the pretty plays that people are used to on Sports Center. It's yeah. not like the highlight play like that. He's just jacking dudes up and mauling them, and then all of a sudden he's getting a sack. Yeah. That kind of shit. Or all of a sudden he's getting getting a tackle and he's just, you know, totally dominated the offensive lineman. Just yeah. he he doesn't even look real sometimes. The guy just bounce off him. It's like it, it's weird. Yeah. I'm really telling you this. I've seen a lot of big strong guys, man, but that dude is like a fucking tank. <laughs> so he, he can play, man. He, he'll play for anybody. Three, four, four, three, don't matter. <laughs> And Donald Khan, Sue, you need a defensive tackle, is a upgrade on any team he steps on, except for maybe one, the Los Angeles Rams, because nobody's better than Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else is fair game. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, he'll, he'll have a job, and he's going to get paid a lot, but, you know, again, he's going to have eight sacks. That's who he is. Yeah. He's not going to have a whole bunch of sacks, and maybe he will take plays off by somebody else's definition, but yeah. he's going to play well enough that – you ain't going to want to play against them. I can promise you that. Yeah. Well, and you feel like that plays off thing is such a, it's such a loaded thing to begin with because it's like, well, I mean, you got Jay Cutler out there just throwing up the ball on, you know, and you're down 30 points. I mean, come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a mess. I mean, congratulations to the Miami Dolphins on becoming they have assumed the title of Florida's most fucked up football team. College or pro, I think, really. Mm, let me think about that. <laughs> no, I'm not a college football expert, so I can't speak on that. But Well, I mean, the, the Bucks is in the running now. They, they, the they, 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 the Bucks are definitely in the running. Uh, because they thought about firing their head coach last year. Yeah, I mean, this past season, after this past season, maybe should have done it. But... <laughs> We, they've been recycling coaches in and out of there. Uh, we get another year of uh, the Atlanta Falcons part two with, with Mike Smith and his old <laughs> oh, office yeah. coordinator as a head coach. <laughs> and just, you know, look, remember last year was supposed to be Jameis Winston year. Yeah. He's supposed to take off. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, look, the Dolphins at the moment might have a hair of a lead. But it's going to be a photo it's finish a between them it's and the Bucks, And then, well, you know, and then the owner for the Bucks ain't sticking to sports and stuff, hosting fundraisers. So, oh, yeah, right I now, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm go ahead and say it's a photo finish right now. Ooh, is that Glazer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, man, you are the company you keep. I always say Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, you're never far from that. Jesus Christ. Well, it's just <laughs> who'd have thought that the Jaguars would be the Patriots of of the uh, <laughs> of the whole thing? Look, exactly. Who? <laughs> seriously though, who would have ever thought that? Right? Even like even I even got to give them props. They, they gave Blake Bortles a new contract. I still think it's ill advised. Yeah. But it's a kind of contract where they can get out of it. They yeah. didn't. They didn't throw a heap of money at him, and they could still draft a quarterback high this year. And get them ready to get yeah. borders up out of there. Yeah. So uh, even that wasn't dumb. I, at first, I was like, y'all got to be fucking kidding me. Y'all just gave Blake Bortles some money? Don't let the fact that he just <laughs> was was the quarterback. He didn't get y'all to the NFC <laughs> Championship. He just happened to be the quarterback on the team, okay? Yeah. 
he 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 just happened to be around. Yeah. Don't let that fact make y'all be stupid and get this guy a whole bunch of money. And you know what? They didn't. They set that contract up pretty well. Obviously, he's getting paid under a lot of other guys like mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, who couldn't even fucking play last year. <laughs> so even that man was pretty smart. It, it's yeah. amazing how they kind of quickly turned all that shit around. Uh, uh, what a year and a half ago, two years ago, we were yeah. calling them all kind of dumbasses. Yeah. Now they are the model of efficiency in Florida. Yeah. Even though that's a low bar. <laughs> sign you mean and the further to that Bortles point you're making it's like they go out and sign the top interior linemen available in free agency to double down on that run for the we are going to run the shit out of the ball we are already pretty good at running the ball we're going to be even better at running the ball now just because we're stuck with Blake Bortles by god we're going to get the we're going to get the parts that we need to go around <laughs> and and it's a scary thing is that I don't think people realize that their offensive line wasn't that good last no, year no they 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 Played good enough, but when Fournette was healthy, when his his ankle wasn't bothering him, yeah. that dude made a lot of shit happen all on his own. Yeah. So imagine what he's gonna do when he doesn't have to duck guys in the backfield. <laughs> imagine the kind of damage he could do when he ain't trying to juke a dude as soon as he get the football. I'm telling you, man, that's a huge signing for them. Yeah. And and, and if you're paying the Jaguars this year, you might want to take a couple of extra Advil before the game. <laughs> Because they are coming downhill. <laughs> they telling you right now, we coming downhill, buddy. You better get your big boy pass on. Put a little bit more air in your helmet. Because they, they coming at you. And it'd be I, I think it's a smart thing to do, obviously, when you okay. play quarters as your quarterback. Yeah. No, I mean, that's great. I'm just like, I, I, I tell you what, I I am here for another season of Duval. Of Duval as a... In the running, in the mix for a for a Super Bowl run every year, I, I could get used to that, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's one. We need the Jaguars to be good. We we, we really we do. do. It, the NFL is a lot more fun when that team it is good. It Really is. It really is. And the bigger stage Jalen Ramsey gets, the absolute the better. Bar none. But speaking of, I, there is one other move. I think it gets the Silky Johnson Award for the biggest hater move in all of free agency, and I love it. Richard Sherman it gets cut by the Seahawks, immediately goes to the 49ers and signs a deal. Hey, man, it was the one that was paying the most. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it it kind of sounded like he was, he was uh, you know, out for revenge, but it turns out they just was giving him the most money, and I ain't mad at no, not at all. I mean, it's uh, great. I mean, you get that. You just from just a fan standpoint, it's like, oh shit! It's like you get the. I mean, that rivalry could be back. You know, that rivalry's kind of been dead for a little while because the 49ers have been so bad. But 49ers don't look to be so bad now. The, the Seahawks might not be so good this year. I don't know, but it's. Uh, but at any rate, Richard Sherman uh, going against his old team ought to be pretty fun to watch. I mean, uh, look. Uh... I don't know who's going to play for the Seahawks this year. <laughs> they getting rid of everybody. Guys, that, that, I mean, they got some guys that was already hurt, like Averill and uh, Bam Bam. We're not even sure if those guys will be medically clear to play. Yeah. But now it seems like they're having a fire sale. They trade away Michael Bennett, get rid of uh, 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 Richard Sherman, yeah. maybe have Earl Thomas on the trading block too. Yeah. Uh, so 
it's it's a transition. It's a transition, and it'll be interesting to see if Russell Wilson can can lead that team to the kind of success it's had when it was actually able to lean on this defense a lot more than I think they will be able to this year. Yeah. But as for the 49ers, man, that team is kind of stacked right now. Yeah. If if the quarterback uh, can continue his success from last year, I mean, that is a very good team on paper. Uh, and Richard Sherman, obviously, if he can come off, I think he had a procedure done on his Achilles. Yeah. If he comes back 100%, he makes that team so much better. Oh, yeah. Any team, but especially that team. And he's 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 a uh, student of the game. Yeah. Right? So, look, I know they changed the offense coordinators and stuff like that, but he knows all of Russell Wilson's tendencies. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that. It wasn't it a, like a week where he kept picking Russell Wilson off and called him garbage or something yeah, like yeah. that? Wasn't there a report about that yeah. or something? So that kind of knowledge, man, that, that's indispensable. Yeah. And, and he, you know, like I said, maybe he won't be able to tell you what all the plays are, but he knows where Russell Wilson likes to throw the football. He knows his tendencies. So whenever those two teams play, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be heated. Yeah. And, again, the 49ers are another team that – you really like for them to be good. When they're good, man, the whole rest of the league, it, 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 it rolls a little bit yeah. better. Back in the, the 90s, them and the Cowboys going at it all the time yeah. was just amazing. And so it'll be good for the league to have them back on top. I just, I don't know about the Seahawks. Yeah, we have to see how these new look Seahawks look because, you know, Richard Sherman is a trend. He's a pace setter. He, he's a guy that, you know, kind of sets the tone for the team. Michael Bennett was the same way. Yeah. When you lose guys like that, you lose way more than their statistics. Mm-hmm. You, you lose their leadership, and you lose their leadership through action. Yeah. Because they was, they was always about that action. They were always on the edge. And them being on the edge helped everybody else play on the edge, too. Yeah. You know? playing with just enough emotion where you don't quite go over the line, but you get as fucking close to it as possible. Yeah. Because not only do you want to beat this team, you want to intimidate their ass. You want to let them know you don't want to play us week after week. And that's the kind of emotion and intensity that both of those guys brought. And how do you replace that? Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, you know, and, and for it's not just the Legion of Boom that got broken up, too. I mean, that, they lost Jimmy Graham. I know Jimmy Graham wasn't always the best fit, I don't think, in Seattle anyway, but he did score 10 touchdowns. They lost Paul Richardson. I mean, there's not a lot of, I, and they, I still haven't seen him doing do much about their offensive line other than fire Tom Cable, which is probably <laughs> a good start, but. Right, additional by subtraction. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of work to do on that side. If this is going to be Russell Wilson's team now, they still got a lot of work to do on that side of the ball. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. I just say it like that. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. It's going to be – I think the real show will probably be, well, obviously Sherman versus old team. But, I mean, I think those those Rams 49ers games ought to be something to see next year. Ooh, yeah. And both of those – look, and the moves that the Rams have made, bringing in uh, Akeem Tlaib and and Marcus Peterson. Yeah. Keep Both of them with trades. Man, it's going to be – that defense just got so much better. Because you know what? Now you can just really unleash your pass rush. Yeah. You, you can play man to 
man, which means you can line up your safety in the box all the time. Fuck the run. Yeah. Let the safety and the linebackers play the run. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 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 Aaron Donald, I mean, listen, Jeez. sprinter stands every play. Yeah. It, it's going to be, look, th- that's what unlocked the cheat code for the Broncos when Wade Phillips was there. Yeah. Remember, they got Akeem Tlaib, too, yep. after he came from the Patriots. And then they already had Chris uh, Chris Harris Chris Harris on the other side. Yeah. And that allowed them to do all kind of shit with their safeties because you just let those guys, you know, be. Just let them mm-hmm. take out the wide receivers and everybody else do something else. That's why they were able to come out to Cam Newton in the Super Bowl so many times. Yeah. Because they had confidence that their corners could hold up. Yeah. And now they'll be able to do the same type of shit with the Rams. Yeah. And, and so that offense that was already scoring a whole bunch of points, man, now the defense might be scoring a lot of points too. Yeah. So, it, it, look, that, that unlocks the cheat code. When you have two corners that can cover that well, yeah, that unlocks the cheat code for a defense, especially for a guy like Wade Phillips yep. who knows how to use their talent, yeah. who isn't afraid to line them up man-to-man without a lot of safety help and let their safeties <laughs> play the run so their good pass rush can just take off and do what they do best. Yeah. So, uh, look, <laughs> Aaron Donald, I, I, you, you think you've seen him at his best, I think this year you're going to see him really take off yeah. with those kind of corners behind him. Well, and that's what I, I hope that some of these free agent moves the Rams have been making are geared toward, you know, getting that new deal for Donald because that they, they can't afford to fuck that up. I'm sure that – I know that anything with my name attached to it is probably just automatically blocked by the servers – at Rams Park in L.A., but if if anyone from the Rams listens to me, sign Aaron Donald, give him all the money he wants, do it. Don't screw this up. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, really, what else is there? They better that that better be the part of the plan there because just to think about that defense with Donald unleashed like that. Woo! Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they actually go ahead and try to pay him or if they just hit him with the franchise tag yeah. and, and, and go that route uh, because right behind them, they got the quarterback golf. They got some big decisions coming up yeah. on that team, period. Yeah. Which is also a reason why they need to go ahead and win now yeah. before they have to pay all those guys that money because somebody's going to be the odd man out. Yeah. Uh, unless the, the salary cap shoots way up, it's going to be hard to keep everybody. And, of no. course, when the salary cap shoots up, guys want more money. Yeah. So, so even that might not save you. No, and the salary cap right now goes up about $11, $12 million every year. So what right up through 2020. It's interesting to kind of see how these deals will start looking this year and next with the, you know, when you have sort of that natural line of demarcation with the next CBA situation coming up in 2021. but. Well, I, I'm kind of getting a feeling on some of these deals and, and some of the guys getting released. Like, are they trying to kind of put put the brakes on uh, some of these salaries from, from shooting up like yeah. they normally would? <clears throat> because we, if we remember that before the last lockout, uh, they had that, those, that uncapped year. Yeah. And all those teams basically colluded. To keep salaries down, yeah. the salary cap had been flat for years, yeah. so salaries weren't jumping up. And it kind of seems some of these salaries and stuff, I remember last year when a bunch of guys could only get one-year deals, yeah. uh, like like Poe for, for the Falcons, guy who, who we thought had played well enough to get 
some 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 substantial contracts ended up playing on one year deals. And so, you know, I'm looking around the league and just some of these deals, I'm like, hmm. Now some of them, Ryan Grant got like seven, six or seven million a year. Yeah. And I don't halfway even remember him for Washington. Last I had to year. look him up. Right. So there's also some other cases like that, but just, you know, some of these one year deals and stuff. Yeah. One thing you can be assured of, the league is going to try to find a way to keep guys from making a lot of money the last few years before the, the CBA is up. Oh, yeah. I can promise you that. Yep. They don't want guys being able to have enough money to put money away for a war chest. Yeah. So there's going to be some shenanigans. So everybody should be paying attention to yeah. stuff like that because it's going to happen. We, yeah. It's just a matter of how and when. Yeah. That's a good point. I do. I do have to say now the NFL says, Stephen, there was no agreement for an uncapped year to have a artificial salary cap, even though they managed to punish two teams for violating the sal artificial salary cap that didn't exist. So, right. <laughs> um, it was exactly. funny how that worked. I mean, obviously <laughs> colluded. Obviously colluded. They went from colluding to actually uh, uh, holding. Uh, the new CBA hostage. Yeah. And, and, and the, Over that the, issue. The NFLPA had them dead to rights, yeah. but couldn't do shit about it, or they would have torn up the new CBA. <laughs> I mean, the, these they are gangsters. Oh, you want to call absolutely. people gangsters and stuff? The NFL owners are gangsters. And that's why I say, just keep paying attention, because you're going to see one way or another, they're going to curb uh, salaries when you get up to, and it's right around now, when you get those last few years before the CBA is officially up and has to be redone, mm -hmm. they're going to start finding a way for guys not to make as much money as they supposed to. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to try to make sure that some of these guys don't have a war chest saved up for a strike. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll be especially next year and the year after that when we get into this time of year with free agency. That'll really be a thing to keep an eye on because... You're gonna be. It's just you're you're getting so much closer to the to D Day for that. But uh, it'll be uh, it, it'll be it's an important subplot in all of this. Like I uh, it, it, for sure. So anyway, well, we got. I mean, that's a pretty good list of uh, we've got some off season winners. I can't wait to be proven wrong uh, in October this year about <laughs> this year's off season winners. But <laughs> so far, so good. I guess, huh? Oh, yeah. If you're a Browns fan, at least, you know, uh, cross your fingers or something. Right. It, it looks good right now. Hopefully yeah. it'll last. Yeah. Probably take, not, but it, hopefully it will. And take heart. <laughs> the Jaguars won the offseason two years in a row, and they, they look. Here they are, Super Bowl contenders again. Finally. Yep. So, there's hope. You can turn it around, Cleveland. Don't worry. Be happy. Something like that. You're offseason champs. You've stolen that title from the Jaguars. That usually bodes well at least a few years down the road. So. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's reconvene next week. And I think, boy, by then, we can start getting into some draft talk, huh? Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait.